and welcome to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9 and sending you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That, your first opportunity will be, let me see here, 8 o'clock this morning is when we'll do that. I believe Shawn Mendes is going to be there. Fleetwood Mac is going to be there. Um, I'm sure there's others. I can't remember. I haven't heard the spot yet this morning. I had them written down on a piece of paper yesterday. Threw it out. Imagine Dragons will be there. There you go. There they are. There you go. That's going back to our first year as a yeah. show together. Uh, the Imagine Dragons gangbang. Uh, we don't know. Jeez. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't know if we have laminated passes for that yet or not. But we will send you out to Vegas eight and nine o'clock this morning on the program. I uh, was just looking at a little bit of video from uh, outside of uh, outside of Columbus last night, where uh, apparently a group showed up. To support Urban Meyer. Okay. Now, I've only got one angle of this. Okay. So I don't know if this is just the angle I'm seeing, but it did not look all that heavily attended. And I'm surprised by that. Now, again, I've got one video angle. So if somebody shows me drone footage and next thing I know there's 50,000 people out there, that's a different thing. But the video I'm seeing at Fox8.com, it doesn't look like it was all that heavily attended. And I'm a little surprised by that. Because people in this area... Canton and, and then even Cleveland have been have been discussing this Urban Meyer thing at nausea. And your love for Ohio State is well documented. So now I just assumed outside of Columbus it would be that much more. Of course. That much more, right? And it doesn't really look that way. And so I'm wondering, I, I don't know, I'm just kind of curious about what, what's going on there. Now it seems like what's going to happen at Ohio State is they're going to scapegoat the athletic director. Because everybody wants the coach, Urban Meyer, to stay. And I said this last week, that it is easier to find an athletic director than it is to find an Urban Meyer. You can, oh, yeah. There's a thousand people qualified to be athletic director, probably in the state. Like, do Fantone's brother is an athletic director. Now, albeit at the high school level, but could probably step right in there at Ohio State, get it done. If he can get that job, anyone can get it. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, you know what I'm saying? But there's only going to be a handful of Urban Meyers. As a matter of fact, I... What, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer? I mean, the dude. Short list. Dude, yeah. Urban is in rare air. I mean, there is no doubt. He is amazing. He's a great coach. But, guys, he lied. He did lie. At first, it was, well, I didn't know anything. And then it was like, well, then I reported it. And, well, and then Shelly and I counseled him. Well, and then, well, Shelly never told me. And now it's like, guys, the story's changed five times. So let's, so let's do this. Let's change it. Let's change it from Urban Meyer coaching your beloved Ohio State Buckeyes, and let's make it your son or daughter coming home Friday night after being out with their friends. You go out to the garage, check the car, and there's two huge dents in the car, right? Okay. You then sit your kid down, and you start to give them the flashlight in the eyes, where you been, what's been going on, and the story changes three times. I didn't even drive last night. I didn't even take the car out last night. Well, I did take the car out last night. Told mom I did it. But, but nothing happened. But I mean, nothing, nothing happened. happened. It was fine. I have no idea how that got there. Those are three separate lies. Those are. You and your wife are going to look at your son or your daughter on the couch, cross-eyed, and go, you're lying. So I don't understand why the logic that you would know your kid is lying to you, why then we are going to look at Urban Meyer and go, no, nothing wrong happened here. I, uh, I think Munch really had the best perspective on this, where it's like... Surprise. <laughs> you know, surprise. Well, it's like, dude, there's been multiple exit ramps here for Urban Meyer to say, like, hey, made a mistake, you know, wanted to sure. protect somebody that I was close to, and I regret that looking back on that it. That would have been the best way. Munch was right about that. Like, because, again, there was, there was the Earl Bruce connection, and I think had he just come out and said, look, 
I felt a little obligated. I did. I felt like, you know what? I owed this guy a favor. This is his grandson. I was trying to do right by a buddy of mine. And you know what? Hindsight 2020 probably wasn't the best call. I thought I could handle it. I thought I was there going to go. be I thought I was going to be a good enough like mentor, it. a good enough person to be able to rub off on Zach and maybe we could write this ship. I was and wrong. You know what? Honestly, I could see how Urban Meyer could get to the point of feeling that way because that's what his job is. He is a leader of men. That's oh, what he yeah. does. That's what he does. He's he problem solves and he's a leader of men. So I could understand if that's what your job is, your mind telling you, bro, you don't need anybody else. You can totally do this. Look at everything else you did. You did you made Tim Tebow look like an NFL quarterback. Of course I can handle Zach Smith. Like, of course that's how Urban Meyer's brain probably works, because your brain will tell you what it wants to tell you. But this whole like, well, he didn't lie. It's like, well, guys, we have a there's an audio tape of him lying. Like, yes, he did lie. Yes, he did lie. A lot of these signs, I'm looking at this at this footage and pictures of, of this rally or whatever you want to call it last night. Um, a lot of these signs, man, it's innocent until proven guilty. And it's, guys, this is not the court of law. I understand the thought there, but it's not. This is this well, is not. I, I agree with you, and you're right. But I think what people are doing when they put when people put things like that on signs, I think people want that to be the standard of firing people from their jobs. Which is because you know what? People are afraid. This is what I'm always saying is that people are afraid this is now going to come to where they work. Which is, as long as you've been accused of something, you have to then be fired. I'll I'll, I'll agree that people probably do want that, but it's like, but you don't stand up that way for the fast food employee. You know what I mean? Like, how many examples uh, uh, in life where it's like, well, this person got unjustly fired, and it's like, yeah, well, tough luck. Hit the brakes, idiot. Yes, I mean, if you're going to point out, is there hypocrisy between, you know, your Happy Meal and whether or not Ohio State Buckeyes win national championships? Saturday, right? Yeah, then absolutely, dude. You are going to be able to find a pretty decent amount of hypocrisy in that. I understand at-will employment. It's like you as the employer have the right to do what you want, just like you as the employee have the right to walk away when you want to. I, I get the I get the concept of like, well, dude, innocent until proven guilty, but nobody's going to jail, so it's not that, and it's not a First Amendment issue because no, no the government's not involved here. Like, well, I mean, people think what we do is a First Amendment issue, and it's not. Like, I have no right to just to say whatever I want in no. here. I'm beholden to stockholders, a CEO, my boss. Honestly, more importantly than that, the Wakeham Auto family. Like, right. I'm beholden to people. Right. Like, I have to be responsible with what I'm doing. I know it doesn't always sound like that. Well, not really. No, it doesn't always sound like Wait till you hear later today. It's going to be awful. <laughs> I, uh, I'm interested to see what happens here, but I, but not all that much, because I do think we're going to scapegoat the AD, okay. and we're going to keep Urban Meyer, because that's ultimately what people want to do. It's a little interesting. New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. New Ariana Grande, uh, new Dirks Bentley, and 311 covering the offspring. All part of that. More Stansberry Show is on the way next at Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, fans, home from the Stansberry Show here. Honor Fighting Championship, bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right. It is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night at Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now, listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out, so go get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked, and it includes friend of the Stansberry Show, uh, the Vanilla Gorilla Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night. You don't want to get shut out on this, dude. Tickets still available, uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. 6 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I didn't know about this till just now, but I'm reading this. LeBron James producing a three-part documentary for Showtime, which I just canceled yesterday on my Hulu account. I guess I could just easily add it back. 
But I picked up HBO because Hard Knocks is starting tonight, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I added HBO. I got rid of Showtime and then added HBO so I could start watching Hard Knocks tonight. But now I want Showtime because LeBron James producing a three-part documentary about the changing role of athletes in the current cultural climate. It's called Shut Up and Dribble is what he's calling it. Obviously a, uh, a slam back at Laura Ingram. Which is very funny because when she had told LeBron James to shut up and dribble, everybody was like, I never even heard of her. And that was his whole thing. Never even heard of the woman. And now here we go. Now when he wants to put his documentary out, now he's got to. But we know who LeBron is. His middle name might as well be Tom Petty. He's the pettiest athlete we've seen in the history of athletes. He's just super petty. Now, we haven't been doing it much. But this tweet exchange, or like the, uh, this uh, this tweet from the president about Don Lemon and you know uh, LeBron and uh, dude, this really it it did it bothered me. And one of the reasons why I've been staying away from it is because honestly, I'm more upset with everybody else than I am with the president. The presidents did exactly what I expected the president to do. I'm not going to get hot and bothered about what I knew was going to happen. Do I agree with what the president did? No. And honestly, I even said this on Facebook. It's like, it's not what he said about LeBron. It's the fact that he didn't have the balls to say it until LeBron left. LeBron has been talking trash about the president for a year. A year. Called him a bum on Twitter like nine months ago or whatever it was. And Donald stayed silent. Claps back at everybody else, but it stayed silent on LeBron James. Until he thought it would no longer cost him anything in Ohio. And then what? Now we can talk about LeBron James. Oh, because California not nearly as okay. I didn't. I didn't. Dude, I didn't even think about that. But that's, that's you need that's Ohio, bro. And as LeBron goes, Ohio go. Well, except for in the presidential election, I was say. <laughs> outside of that. But I think the point still stands, right? But I think he miscalculated the fact that Ohio people don't hate LeBron James this time around the way they did last time around. That title really did earn him a lot of like casual fandom of like, eh, whatever, kind of come and go as you want, right? It kind of earned him that. But the president did exactly what I expected the president to do because this is who he's always been. Expecting him, this is what makes me crazy about the president, is that, yeah, I disagree with a lot of what he does, but these people that wake up every morning expecting the switch to be flipped and he's just going to not be what he was yesterday, guys, we've seen it. it. This is who he is. It's not changing. I mean, there is definitely an issue with when we treat everything the president does as the same size. I mean, that's really when things get misconstrued and it's like everything isn't the end of the world. There's also a point of like, well, unacceptable behavior is unacceptable. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I know what you mean. Absolutely. Right. But if I'm being honest, dude, LeBron wants to go out there and tell Don Lemon, well, yeah, I mean, dude, that you that guy uses sports to divide the country. And I don't know. I I I I, I'm, I think it could be argued that the athletes want to use sports to divide the country. I mean, this whole thing started with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, was that not a move to divide the country? Or maybe it was not your intention to divide the country, but we all knew it was going to do something. That's why he did it. Is because he knew there would be a reaction coming down the line at some point. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, he, he knew that would be a divisive measure. Now, maybe you what the, the feeling is, is like, that's okay, because this is, in the end, all right moves are divisive. 
Like, go back to the 60s. Go back to all that. Like, dude, the right moves were divisive at the time, right? Very so, much so, yeah. So maybe that's okay, all right? But to say that Donald Trump is the one that's using sports to divide the country, I don't think is fair. Is it? Is it fair for me to say that Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, yes, role models, yes, people in the community that obviously hold more weight than most, but nobody holds more weight than the president. And with that comes special responsibility to kind of like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be as petty as them. I would like that to be the truth, but I think the athletes and the celebrities have always carried more weight than the president in this country. Always. Should it be that way? No. But let's be honest, our fandom of things that we enjoy versus things we pretend to understand is easier. You can digest basketball easier, and that's why they become bigger stars. Digesting politics is difficult for a lot of people. Oh, dude, not on the Facebook feed. I got a lot of experts on my Facebook feed, Dan. I don't know if you know that, but I got, dude, I got constitutional <laughs> well, scholars yeah, on my Facebook feed. Yes, I take your point, okay. but I think you okay. know what I'm saying is I do. true, I do. right? And so I think that there's, that there's part of that. And so, yes, you're going to be a fan of an athlete easier than you will... But yes, I, I think we've seen this president do things that others have not. Um, and some people like it, some people do not. I don't really have an opinion either way. I know that sounds crazy for a guy in my position, especially with you know how strong my opinions usually are. I, but I, I got to be honest with you. Like The one thing I will say about this presidency is that it feels like it's been 25 years already. Like I just feel like this has been going on forever. But I don't believe... I, I believe... Dude, again, LeBron... <sighs> To say that Donald Trump's the one using sports to divide the country, I don't think is necessarily fair. I think Donald Trump went out there and said, look, I don't think athletes should kneel. Now, he did it wrong, and his verbiage was wrong. I'll give you that. And he's a little too he's a little too inflammatory for me. I've said, I remember saying this about a year ago with him. The thing that makes me nervous, there's, I know there's a lot of things that make you guys nervous about Donald Trump. The thing that makes me nervous about him more than anything else, the thing that makes me uneasy about him more than anything else, is that he loves having an enemy. Loves it. I want a. What I would like out of a president is when it when an enemy arises that you are you, you have the strength and resolve to handle said enemy. Somebody who goes out and searches for enemies. Big fights, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I love that. I'm not sure that's what I want out of Pennsylvania Avenue. And I don't think that that is too much to ask. Yeah, I don't know if that necessarily makes you a libtard, but it, but it will. Um, I, <laughs> I think that there has to be when you're the president, you are the most powerful person on the face of the planet. And punching down rarely works. You know what I'm saying? Like punching down at celebrity. That's where it feels to me where it's like, dude, you be, be the bigger man here. Like who cares what he says? I mean, LeBron's a bigger global star than the president's, right? So is it punching down or is it punching way, way up? I would say the president of the United States is still the most powerful person on the planet. I would, I would say. I, I, I would say normally. But is this president viewed that way? I don't think so. End of the day, that's I think that's what the office entails, and I think with that office comes that responsibility of I've got I've got to put myself here as the bigger man, especially in situations like that. I'm not saying that you have to you have to treat Iran that way, but when it comes to celebrity issues, when it comes to well, does LeBron like me? Does Drake like me? It, dude, you got to be the bigger man there. You do. Yeah, I, I I that's what I would want. I was thinking about this this morning. How easy is being the president the next time around. How easy is that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's easy. I, 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 I don't know. I because think I think people on both sides are just going to be like, oh, wait, it's going back to being quiet? Oh, it's going back to just like running, collecting the money and dispersing it out? That's all we're going to do? Like, I think people will honestly will applaud it. I think you're underestimating the very real 
um, love and dedication to President Trump. And I think that there's going to be plenty of people. Is it really a dedication to him or that their side won? Ah, that's a good point because it's like well, more so than their side won is that is that the libs lost is the Democrats lost. That's I think the best that's, way it's been I, said. I think I think that's the, victory. the libs and, and and really what that boils down to. And I saw that shirt are the two dudes from Ohio wearing those shirts all weekend on social media where it's like I'd rather be a Russian than a Democrat. And it's like Jesus Christ, guys! Like we're we're talking about like say that in 1982. You know what I mean? Like good lord! Like are are we are 20, oh, bro, 30 years ago, dude? Come on. Well, that is. That that, that is definitely true that something has happened in my lifetime where we are more willing to fight with one another than we are to unite against an outside enemy. Both sides are guilty here, but we have villainized the other side so much. They are so different than who we are on our side, regardless where you are. Which side? The, other, one, right? the other side is so villainous, so nefarious, so like evil that nothing else matters except for them losing. Your morals don't matter anymore. Your what traditionally defined you and your voting or your, or your values as a party don't matter anymore. Dealing with with foreign hostile governments don't matter anymore. It's just making sure the other side loses. If I'm the president, I got to be honest with you, dude. I think I stay away from LeBron. I don't think he understands that guy's power and influence among the celebrity and athletic culture. And you got one league that's that's all in battle with you, dude. And I don't think you want to take on two leagues at the same time. I don't think you do. He won Ohio without him. You know what I mean? And then when when, I, when on earth is President Trump going to change his behavior without... Dude, if I'm winning, why am I changing my behavior? I mean, you could show the guy stark evidence and he's probably still going to be like, eh. Yeah. I mean, he won Ohio without him. Yeah, he won he Ohio with him against him. him. Right. With him against him. him. So, dude, I don't know. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think he's intimidated by that. <sighs> I mean... Dude, if kneeling comes to the NBA, I mean, right? Because, dude, this, I don't see it, but well, that's how more guys started to kneel was because he went out there and called them sons of bitches and said, fire those sons of bitches. And more guys went, oh, we're sons of bitches, huh? And then that's when more guys started to kneel. Dude, you start going after LeBron. What's Steph Curry, Draymond, all these NBA guys? I know they hate each other in season, but they're buddies. Like, you don't think they're all going to want to get together and make a move? Yeah. They're going to make a move here. Um, I, I I don't see it happening in the NBA. Um, and it was interesting to see this past uh, this past week that it did not happen in that NFL preseason game. But all it takes is one loaded tweet, and it's all of a sudden going to be back on top of that. Right. right back on there, right back on there. And LeBron had said once upon a time about the kneeling. Look, I, my voice is too big for that. I, I I have too much influence for that. I'll I'll handle this another way. And I remember everybody applauded him. But if the president, but you got to remember the president wasn't attacking LeBron James then. Again, because there was nothing to lose. But if he continues to go at LeBron now, LeBron's a calculated dude, smart dude. If you don't think he'll organize something that's going to be problematic, I I think that that might be a little short-sighted. Will it be kneeling on the court? I don't know. Maybe not. But it will be something that they're going to wish didn't happen. And sooner or later, somebody's going to be like, dude, had you not tweeted that, we wouldn't have this LeBron James problem. I think that might be part of it. There is more Stansberry Show. It's right around the corner. You guys hang on for it. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, 9 o'clock. New Tour Tuesday. New Ariana Grande. Uh, <laughs> what? No. Ariana Grande. There it is. New Dirks Bentley. And new 311. Well, actually, the 311 is actually a cover of The Offspring. A band I like. A band I don't like covering a band I do like. 
It's uh, it's the second Offspring cover that we've done recently. Yeah. Five Finger Death Punch did that one, which just goes to show you how old the Offspring is. You know what I mean? Like well, when that when their their breakthrough album come out, ninety two, early nineties is my guess. Ninety one, so. ninety two, somewhere around there. So yeah, they've been out a while. Noodles has. <laughs> now that he's sixty, I wonder how that works. A hey, noodles. I wonder how he feels about that. No, 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 my name's Noodles, dude. Okay. I guess radio guys making fun of band names and right. band people's names probably in right. Lunchbox, the big rig. I remember there was a guy. Uh, the guy used to do seven to midnight down at EBN in Cincinnati. His name was Puddin, and he was like six hundred pounds. Puddin. He was actually pretty good for a night guy. Puddin was actually really good. Uh so you ready for your childhood to be ruined? Oh, here it is. Yeah, it's over. Oh my gosh, my childhood is ruined. Well, th- whatever you're about to tell me didn't ruin my childhood. My drunk uncle ruined my childhood, dude. <laughs> even my stepdad ruined my childhood. Even if you had Mario Brothers, your, your, your childhood's still going to suck when I tell you this. Sean Weiss, who played Goldberg in the Muddy Ducks, got arrested the other night in Northern California. And if you haven't seen this mugshot yet, head to Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show, and you can see it, and woof, this dude looks rough. Now, he had been arrested in Oroville, California. That's about an hour north of Sacramento. He's right outside of Chico. Literally the middle of no place. You know what's in Chico? A prison. That's what's in Chico. Outside of that, nothing. Like, rough. So I don't even know, because he got arrested for public intox. Dude, nobody lives there. What the hell? What the? How the hell? You'd have to go out of your way. Having lived in Northern California, you'd have to go out of your way to get a public intox out there, because like ten people live in it. Like you just, I mean, I don't even know. Like where the hell were you? This is one of those things where we look at, you know, when we talk about child actors, we think about like the big stars. You know what I'm saying? Like the ones who right. really, but like these child actors who were role players on their team for whatever, whatever they were. That's got to be a really tough go because you didn't make any money you know what i'm saying like hey maybe you made some but you didn't make like significant life-changing money but you definitely got this complex in your mind where you're worth more than what you are as a kid and that carries into your adult life for for sure. sure 38 years old he is and he looks 70 like there's no gray hair on on his head so like that you know a little in the beard but dude he looks rough like he he's younger than i am but i look younger than he does for sure when these movies and the Mighty Ducks and the other ones like it in the '90s, were you too old for those? No, no, no. Okay, no. you the, were you were full. The, in the on first those. Mighty Ducks movie was like my jam. Yeah, okay. I love that movie. Okay, I'm really surprised that those '90s sports movies aren't being remade. How? Like Mighty Ducks, like the baseball movies, like The Sandlot, Angels in the Outfield. Well, there's Picture a, of the year or whatever that was. They did just announce the other day. That there's a prequel coming out to the Sandlot. Oh, really? They're doing. Yeah, they're they're working. The Sandlot's doing something. It just seems like at this point, with so many reboots, like uh, even 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 stuff like Cool Runnings and like Rudy. I mean, those like '90s was great for sports movies. Like there was a ton of good ones back then, and it's just like that. At least seems to me like Hollywood's leaving their money on the table. How do you not do Mighty Ducks? What you know the reboot? It's a good point, but. I mean, this dude looks rough. Now, apparently he was arrested about a year ago for possession of meth. And I was going to say, this is not just public intox. I can tell by looking at his face. This is not just booze. You're on drugs. Yeah. Like, you're on drugs. When you get that sunken, like, your whole face looks like it's caving in on itself. Yeah, that's methamphetamines. Now, according to TMZ.com, it says that he had worked pretty steadily after the three Mighty Ducks films. He had been in stuff. But they say it had been a little while now since the last gig. And so, like, that's probably what happened there, right? 
Like, I mean, I can tell you from experience, dude, you lose a good gig like that, and it just, it, because it's not just losing your money. Like, people think it's the money. It's not. It's, it, it really what happened was, is you lose a sense of who you are. You become that. Like, I remember, like, telling people while I was unemployed. Like, the thing is, is, like, my, my last name has always been Stansberry, right? But when you then go from that to, when you're no longer Stansbury from anything, now all of a sudden it's like, dude, my identity's been taken from me. Like the, how I define myself. Now that's on you as a person to find more things to define yourself inside of your career. And I'm doing a better job of that this time around in my career than I did the first time. I was just all about work early. But I, I'm, I'm doing a better job of that now. But I'm, I'm guessing that that's how a little bit of this happened. But see, dude, this is why I wouldn't want my kids to be child actors. I was actually thinking about this last night, right? So because you don't even need to be a child actor anymore now because really what they all are now are child Instagram stars and child right. YouTube stars and child Twitter stars. As a matter of fact, there's this young girl. She's young. She's 10 years old, this girl, right? And she's a golf prodigy. Uh, I think it's girls got ga- girl got game three sixty five is her like Instagram handle. Okay. So like I was like watching her videos last night on Instagram, and there was a little bit of me was like, dude, why am I watching a ten year old girl on Instagram? This is really weird. But yeah. she's like really, <laughs> but she's like really really good. Like she's very talented. And then there was part of me I was like, oh, she's kind of like she'll hit a good shot. She's kind of cocky, kind of walks after it. So there's a little attitude there. You can tell she's a star, right? So I was like, all right, let's let's start looking at this like on a whole nother angle. So it's like I just pulled up her profile and she's got forty three thousand followers on Instagram. She's ten, bro. Like at some point, is that healthy? Yeah. Is that good? Because you look at the train wreck that this dude turned into, and that was before the days of social media. So now there is going to be that dude. Forty three thousand followers at ten years old. There's no way that doesn't mess with your head a little bit. I mean, and when it, people can say, like, you gotta remember, child, act, like Todd Bridges was like the most famous child actor that went off the rails when I was a kid, right? Different strokes. Oh my God, Todd Bridges held up a didn't like I think or it was the the girl that was on that show like held up a video store or something in like oh, yeah, Vegas, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. Did something crazy, and it was like those were like the first child actors to go off the rails in my generation but the difference there was is that those were red carpet stars meaning i had zero access none unless they were in teen beats i had no idea what the hell was happening where these people now are all approachable touchable you can interact with them and i think that that's going to do this generation of child stars via the internet i think is going to be Horrific when they get older. I know, you know, probably not the best thing to say about like a 10 and 11 year old, but that Walmart yodeler kid, every time I see him, somebody shares something or whatever, dude, I'm like, all right, when does he start smoking crack? Male like, when does, like, yeah. when, do, when does the downfall happen? Because it is coming soon. Yodeling for tricks. I think, yeah, no, I think honestly, I think he, that's probably not right. He's no, a little, probably not. he's a little kid. Not More right. Stansberry show and a look ahead at hard knocks and uh, something I liked out of Hugh Jackson, actually. That's next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. And I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready to go today. And uh, one of the reasons is, is that, and this is, always a, this is always a conflicting time for me, because I love football season because it's my favorite sport to watch on TV. Right. But... Dude, Ohio sucks in the winter. Like, there's just no denying it. It does. There's just no denying it. As a matter of fact, I just saw somebody on Twitter who goes, the best part of summer when it's over. Don't at me. Okay. Who hates nice weather? Like, who hates nice... I, I I don't get that, but whatever. But football season get ready to start. Hard Knocks premieres tonight. HBO. I added HBO to my uh, my Hulu package yesterday. Can't wait. Want to watch it? 
And uh, the Browns have been releasing a little bits of video, you know, teaser videos for it. And I saw one of these this morning, and it's an exchange between Baker Mayfield, rookie quarterback out of Oklahoma, and Browns head coach Hugh Jackson. And I love this exchange here from training camp. We have the audio. We're going to let you take a listen right here. Tell you what, this is uh, a little bit different than Oklahoma training camp. What's up, my son? So I guess that's what you said when you said it was different. I tried to tell you. And uh, what time do you normally get up in the morning? See, already on him. What time do you get up in the morning? What time? See, I love it. Already on him. And uh, what time do you normally get up in the morning? I was a little bit later this morning. No, no, I know. But no, what time do you normally come over? Depends on when we start. Huh? Try and get in about two hours before. Okay. Do you ever come in with uh, your boy five? Okay, see, now I'm assuming, I don't know, but he asks Baker Mayfield if you couldn't hear that. Um, do you ever come in with your boy at five? Now I'm guessing he's saying Tyrod Taylor there because I know those two have, you know what I mean? They're the same position. I know they got the whole quarterback RV thing going on there, training camp. And, um, there's been, you know, positive reports about those two buddying up. And so I, uh, I assume he's talking about Tyrod Taylor there, basically telling the rookie, look, I got Tyrod Taylor here, an NFL vet who's coming in ass early in the morning, 5 a.m., making sure he's ready. Are you doing that? You ever come in with uh, your boy five? He does, he does his own little workouts in the morning. Where's your own little workout? In the I love that. Basically, you know, uh, Baker says, yeah, I mean, dude, he's coming in. He does. It. And now I assume they're talking Tyrod Taylor. I don't know that for sure. But he, uh, you know, and he says, yeah, you know, Baker says, yeah, he does his own little workout. And what's Hugh Jackson do? Perfect coach thing. Switch pitches and says, well, where's your own little workout? And then they continue. Where's your own little workout in the morning? Huh? Where's your own little workout in the morning? You start starting your career how you want to. You I know? love it. It's a competition. In everything you do, baby. You know how to do it. Why not? <laughs> you know, it doesn't help. I love it. I love it. Basically, on his, on his rookie already, like, yeah, dude, that's great. Two hours is great. Look at what's happening. Are you doing this? What are you doing outside of what we're doing for you? How much work are you putting in your own? Now, look, I'm not looking to knock Baker down. I'm looking to actually highlight the fact that I think Hugh... Because I remember I was the guy. I was like, dude, if you want to get rid of Hugh Jackson, do it. But tell me what the plan is. Don't just fire a coach just because you think he sucks and then have zero clue about who the next coach is going to be. Twitter always wants to fire the coach. That's why, dude, you can't trust fans. Fans are dumb. Twitter always wants to fire the coach. I Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't fire him maybe this year, depending on what happens. But I nobody could ever tell me who the coach in waiting was, and that's why I was like, well, you keep Hugh Jackson. But, but if you hear in that audio there, like that's what I want my coach doing. I want my coach challenging my new rookie quarterback. I love it. I think it's all good. Now, I am nervous about what we're going to see in Hard Knocks because I think this is one of the things that led to Jeff Fisher being fired as the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams is that in meeting rooms and videos and stuff, you can see it's like, oh, my God, they're not doing what they should. I, uh, I read something yesterday, and it talked about um, the emerging star out of Hard Knocks and who people are going to become enamored with, and it was head coach Hugh Jackson. So I wonder if... Well, he's a player's coach, which means he's going to have very quotable sayings. He's going to be fun. He'll, yeah, there's going to be some stuff there. I, I I agree with your point of like, well, dude, don't fire somebody when you don't have a backup plan, um, but the dude is 1-31. in 31, so he's on the, It's the hottest seat ever. So, I would give so, you that. So there is like a little bit of me that's like, well, dude, your resume is what makes me fire you, not 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 me not liking you. Well, again, though, but what did John Dorsey do? 
he did exactly what I would want him to do, which is he brought a coach in waiting and an offensive coordinator. So if you have to fire the coach, it's not, well, now what do we do? I mean, we fired the coach because the 500 section in Twitter said to. No, now you got a plan in place. I wonder what having access to him behind the scenes and not just like, hey, hey, there he is on the, on the sidelines losing football games. I wonder if that's going to change the public's perception of Hugh Jackson. I think to the better. I really do. You got to remember, Hugh Jackson made Andy Dalton look good. I mean, the guy can obviously coach at least that position. You know, now there were people who said last year, well, no, because look, he couldn't get Deshaun Kaiser, you know, in an entire year. And look, Hugh did Deshaun no favors. Put him in, take him back out. There were definitely, it's not like Hugh had no problems last year. He had plenty. Yeah, I mean, a winless season. Yeah, I mean, you got plenty. I mean, dude, it's it's not like I'm saying the guy's 100% accurate all the time. No, no, no. There were things for sure. But. I think when they win a couple of games this year, people are going to be like, oh, okay, Hugh Jackson's not so bad. It's an uh, exciting time to be a Browns fan. Obviously, tonight is the uh, the premiere of Hard Knocks, and 10 o'clock on HBO, by the way, is when that starts. Yeah, I'll be taking a nap today and then watching it later tonight. And Thursday, the first preseason game, they're talking about Baker Mayfield getting a lot of reps, and I know people Good. yesterday. Well, it's like, yeah, exactly. Because you got to show them to the fan. But the problem is, is though, is that if he balls out, people are going to be like, I want him. It's preseason, dude. And I think after last year, I think all Browns fans need to kind of check themselves on yeah, that. they went 4-0. Uh, you're right. They went 4-0 and then 16, and or 0-16. Just like the Detroit Lions did when they had their winless season, worth noting there. Um, Yeah, Tyrod Taylor's going to go out, and he's going to play against the Giants starters, probably a a set or two, you know what I mean? And then it's going to be Baker the rest of the night, and like, perfect, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, that's how preseason should work, is dudes who aren't defined, dudes who don't have a role yet, dudes who still have to prove themselves, this is your opportunity to do so. So I wish I could remember the guy's name, because I want to credit him for it, but I can't. I, I was reading a tweet two days ago. Um, from a national NFL sports writer who was in town and said, the Browns are lying to you. The Cleveland media is lying to you. Baker Mayfield is so much closer to Tyrod Taylor really? than anybody is telling you. He, the, the guy said he, really? is at, he is absolutely close to starting game one. And that he's, he said, and the guy said, he looks like a 10-year NFL starter right now. Wow. And I was like, because when it wasn't Terry Pluto or when it wasn't like, you know, one of the, you know, somebody here locally who's looking to like, you know, (laughs) let's make the fans happy. I don't know what Pluto's, you know, normal position is, but you take my point when it wasn't like a local media person. I was like, well, maybe then. Right. Like maybe. But again, you got to be careful telling Browns fans you have a 10 year quarterback starter. (laughs) They have been a mess at that position. Like, honestly, since Bernie Kosar, you've been a mess at that position for a long, long time. I've been a little critical on Bernie, but say what you want. Say I can say what I want, but the guy was pretty good. He was pretty good. It was the last time the Browns were like prospering. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't wait for hard knocks. I, uh, I you know, it, it, it has proven to be a destructive force for teams. So I'm nervous, but of course, I'm like anybody else. I want to see it. At this point, we're all so excited, and it feels like somebody press refresh, and it feels like a new day as Browns fans. This is going to be a tough, and I mean tough, season if they suck. It was Sal Palantonio. Thank okay. you, uh, thank you, Twitter Dan Winger, uh, tweeting that, and Sal Palantonio who was saying that about. Baker Mayfield. Now I know what people are going to say. Well, it's ESPN. You know, talk about the present. What are you talk about sports? Sports. Talk about the talk about the present. What are you talk about sports? More ESPN. Stay in your lane. ESPN. Facebook wants more data. You should be scared as hell. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.
Yo, guys, fans, I'm from the Sandsbury Show here. Honor Fighting Championship, bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right, it is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night at Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now, listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out, so go get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked, and it includes friend of the Sandsbury Show, uh, the vanilla gorilla Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night. You don't want to get shut out on this, dude. Tickets still available, uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, win your way out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Yes, it's the festival. Yeah. It's this one. That one. That's the one. It's not the pool party. Not the pool party. Not the awards. No. It's the music festival. Yep. Once in a lifetime. That we do five times a year. It's pretty smart. It is. Dude, this, that's how good this company is. They figured out how to do a once-in-a-lifetime event four times a year. They're good at it. That, that, dude, that was good. More people should figure out how to do once-in-a-lifetime things more than once. We'll send you out there at 8 o'clock. Also, 9 o'clock. You get two opportunities. 9 o'clock is also New Tour Tuesday. New Ariana Grande. New Dierks Bentley and new 311. They're actually covering the offspring. So you got a band I don't like covering a band I do like. I'm, I'm a little conflicted on that one. Uh, you know what we might be getting soon for New Tour Tuesday, according to one of the members of the band? Was that? New Guns N' Roses. Ah. Slash, I guess, gave an interview and they asked him what the possibility of a new GNR album was. And his quote was, yeah, I think everybody wants to do it. Yeah, I'm poor now, dude. I, I need more money. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I would think that they're probably looking to cash more in on that tour. And I would assume those two dudes, Axel and Slash, looking back on it now, are probably like, dude, what the hell were we thinking? Or are they looking back at it and going, dude, we played this right. Hell, we, yeah. Instead of uh, twirling into obscurity 10 years ago, we took the hiatus, made it. Dude, the, the best thing you can do is make people want more. It's the best thing you can do is make them, no, 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 give me more of that. It's when you stay too long is when people like leave. And so, like, I wonder if they're not going, I wonder if Axel isn't like, see, I told you guys, do it my way. It's the Keith Kennedy style of radio. Make them want more of it, baby. We got to try that, dude. Yeah. Don't do any of it. <laughs> All right. Should probably not knock the the, the, <laughs> the the company, the boss, everyone. <laughs> the national contest and the boss, same break. Probably not great. No. I heard SUVs just warming up in the parking lot. <laughs> like they would waste the gas money on driving us out of here. They'd make us walk. The plank. Uh, Facebook is uh, is now looking for more power. Uh, they're looking at Tim Allen. They want more power. There it is. They want more power. Uh, they're asking now. I'm reading this from thehill.com. They're, Facebook is asking major U.S. banks for their financial data. What they're looking to do is provide a more online shopping services and they want to be able to track our spending habits, according to the Wall Street Journal. Now, the banks, the financial institutions, are a little hesitant to partner up with Facebook right now, given their privacy concerns we just had, you know, what, last year with right. an election, right? One bank has already pulled out of the discussion, saying, look, we're, dude, if, if Facebook's at the helm of this, we want nothing to do with it. And if I'm a bank, I think that's the way I would go. At least right now, Facebook has shown you they are unable, or they are unable, sorry, Jesus, they are unable, God, that was really bad, they are unable to keep their data in-house. 
at, at least at this point, they're unable to do it. And if I were the head of a bank, I would be hesitant to give them financial data. The only thing I'll say about that is when it comes down to it, I feel banks probably the exact same way as, dude, they have just as many issues as Facebook has, but they're not in the public light right now. I mean, if you think that your banking data is safe, you're high, dude. You're delusional. Like, what? there's no way, but you don't have you don't have that stench on you right now, so why would you roll around in it? Well, not only that, but just, be, just because it, my banking data might be not safe or not 100% protected doesn't mean I want to add another third party into it that's right. going to open it up to all kinds of people, and God only knows, because you never read the disclaimer, right? No. So if I just click yes, does that now mean the Gap or whoever just now has access to what my account is, so they're only going to advertise things to me that I can afford? Well, I'm sure they're going to be like, no, it's you know, it's anonymous data, and you're not going to necessarily be able to tell who and what, and it's like, no, that's all lies, dude. dude. Not, that's just what they're telling you. I'm not dumb enough to think that, that I can't, dude, everything can be traced back. Dude, they can figure out who used a computer at a library to send hor- horrific emails. You're not going to be able to tell me who I am. That's the biggest BS thing I've ever heard. I um I don't necessarily support this. I mean, Facebook has obviously showed itself as, you know, not able to responsibly use this kind of data, but like I feel like it's inevitable, and at this point, really, what does Facebook need this for, dude? They're already fantastic, and I mean fantastic, at figuring out what you want to buy. I mean, there's been stuff, I swear to God, and it's like, dude, I've thought about it, and they already know, like, yes, based on your other web searches, based on, you know, what you are interested in, what you like on Facebook, we know this product is interesting to you, and I'm like, oh... How did they know? I didn't I didn't I didn't Google that. I didn't talk about that, but they know they know what you want to buy. I got one of those targeted things last night where where you're just talking in front of your phone and then you pick up your phone and then it starts showing you that. I never searched for it. But I was sitting at all right, so our vacation's coming up. We're gonna take the first week of September off. And a friend of mine came over last night and we started talking about what we might be able to do that week. And she said to me, she goes, you know, let's get out of town. Going on a going on a little trip there with someone. And I said, yeah, I said, may I said, may I said, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Maybe we should get out of town. Okay. And uh, I was like, let's see what bands are playing where, while I'm off that week. I said, good. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm sad I didn't go to that Foo Fighters show. Check where the Foo Fighters are playing that first week of September. So she gets on her phone, not mine, her phone. And she finds out Foo Fighters are playing in Seattle that first week. I was like, oh, well, what? Dude, they're playing Safeco Field, which is the baseball stadium. So it's like, now you get the Foo Fighters in Seattle, Safeco Field. I was like, dude, it's a cool city. It's a city I like and I haven't been to in a while. Uh, a band I love and, you know, cool environment. I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe we'll go that. So I, I, so I think we're going to end up going to see the Foo Fighters in Seattle. And then I, uh, then later that, so she leaves. And then I go to bed and I grab my phone and I'm just starting to look, look at stuff for the show for the next day. And, out of nowhere, it's just Seattle hotels are everywhere. And my was she hooked up to your Wi-Fi? No, because no. I even said I said, "Do you want my Wi-Fi password?" I would have no. never thought about that, but that's that. But you're right; that probably is part of that, right? That they probably do target via that. So that's like stuff kind of scary. So then, even more, you know, when people say sometimes I'll just even think it, and then my phone will show it to me. I never said this out loud yesterday, but another vacation I was thinking about taking September. If I don't do that, is Vegas. Maybe go home see the family, right? So I was like, all right, and I was thinking, I kind of want to stay at the Hard Rock, right? So I started typing in sweet at in my Google search bar yesterday. I never said it. I never looked at anything else. I titled sweet at, and then it said sweet at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas. And I was like, I didn't say that out loud. I thought it. 
Like, how the hell are you in there? It's it's predictive, man. I mean, based on the other stuff you've done in your history. There's and like, a thousand hotels in Las Vegas. I, honestly, at this point, there is a little bit. I mean, it's like, dude, who cares? Give Bank of America, give Facebook my, my information. PNC, give Facebook my information. They already have it. They're already, they're already on it. And I know that's like, that sounds so counterproductive, but there's a bit of me that's like, I don't, I, I don't care anymore. Like, fine, take it all. Who cares? Really? I mean. Isn't that just like giving in? At this point, though. Where where are we making our ground back? Am I going to give up? Am I going to give up social media? Am I going to give up technology? No. So, like, if I'm going to do these things, it's like, well, I I guess. Am I going to give up online banking? Hell no. Of course not. I guess what Facebook is after here is they want to make Facebook Messenger a more of a marketplace where you shop. I think what's looking to happen here is a lot of what Facebook does is show you on eBay the things you want. Okay. I think what Facebook is looking to do is become a retailer. Yeah, is, with the new marketplace that they have. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. that's why Amazon's bigger than they are, right? Is because of I, I would imagine is a lot of the retail end of what well, they do. You know, don't get me wrong, Facebook. You know, we always talk about this where if you get something for free, you are no longer the consumer; you are the product. I mean, like really, radio. Like our consumers are the advertisers. Facebook, you, you got that's who our customer is. You're the one who's giving right. us okay, money. I see what you're so saying. I think, sure. what, I think what Facebook's trying to do here is okay. So now you've got all these people, so you can sell their eyeballs to advertisers how else can we make more money and by opening up a marketplace like like ebay like like amazon that's that's a brand new revenue stream right you're there already them. there all of right. these places are trying dude all of these tech companies are just going through what radio went through 25 years ago how do we you, you're gonna use the radio so how do we make sure you stay right here and it's all teasing and prizing and it's how we pull you through what we're looking for which is the quarter hour which is why i will tell you about another trip that i want all of us as a class to take i want the whole show to go on this i want the whole show's audience to go on this trip together with fantone and i and i'll tell you about that trip that's wait for it next Uh on rock on rock 106.9 the stansberry show all right i like it i like it a lot rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Doing new tour Tuesday for you at 9 o'clock. Ariana Grande. New Dirks Bentley. New 311. All part of that this morning. Earlier this morning, we were talking about Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks movie. Yeah. And, uh, dude, he got arrested on public intox. And, the, and, and dude, the uh, the mugshot's not great. Actually, you can see it at Facebook.com slash Sandsbury Show. And I was, like, making um, the comments about, you know, child actors. About how it's been bad for a long, long time now. And I used different strokes as the example. And I was like, dude, Todd Bridges was like one of the first child actors I remember getting himself in a lot of trouble, right? And then the girl from that show actually like robbed a video store in Nevada, I think it was, outside of Las Vegas. And uh, so then after we talked about that this morning, USA Today just tweeted this out. Just now, Todd Bridges, the only surviving member of the original cast of different strokes. Wow. It's like, so the, like the first guy to go, because like, he was smoking crack and stuff, right? Like, wow. dude, I mean, it went really bad for him, right? He's alive. The rest of them dead. Very weird. Very, very weird. Before the break, I was talking about taking this trip to Seattle, maybe uh, the first week of September to see the Foo Fighters. Not sure we're going to do that, but the flight was only around 300, so we're, we're, we're looking into it. Who is this we? Who is this we? I want to know. It's not important. Oh, so we, uh, it's so important. Nah, it's not really. So we're thinking about that, but then I started thinking about some other trips I would like to take, and uh, there's a city I love. Now, when I say this, everybody's going to be like, no way, man. Too dangerous. 44 okay. people were shot over the weekend. Okay. But Chicago can be a great city. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't want to go to Cabrini Green, but yeah, I don't want to go to the ghetto here either. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not at all. And so, yeah, I mean, dude, Chicago's got some rough ghettos, right? So you want to stay out of those areas. But overall, the city can be great. And it's only about six hours. In Chicago, Illinois now, and this could be, you know, heated debate between the two major cities for it, but Chicago, I guess, is going to open a pizza museum. Now, pizza widely considered to be a, a large portion of Americans' favorite food. Um, I would be in that group. Yeah, it's fantastic. If I was going to choose to eat something, and especially something easy and simple like that, pizza is definitely going to be my choice. I've always loved it. It's my favorite food. And Chicago would be a great place to have the Pizza Hall of Fame. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, what about New York? What I would say about Chicago is, though, is I can get New York-style pizza in Chicago. But then if you want Chicago-style pizza, then you have that. And then you can start to argue about who's got the best Chicago pizza. And and they're all really, really good. Uh, Giordano's is really, really good. Lou Malnati's is excellent. You can even order Lou Malnati's and they'll like vacuum, like they'll like dry ice pack it and send it to you. Now it's good. It's not as good as when you go there, but it's pretty good. Gino's East is really good. They have that there. Um, Dude, the Chicago pizza is fantastic. I think it's terrible. I think it's a casserole. Really? Yeah. I hate it, dude. I hate it. If if it's not like a slice of pizza that you can pick up and eat, like I don't I don't want anything to do with it. I don't I, I hate Chicago pizza. God, I love Chicago pizza. Giordano's is awesome. I mean, it's it's man, that place is so good. And actually, the original Lou Malnati's location in Chicago's got great atmosphere. It's got that. It's it's all thick and it's got that sauce on the top. Everything 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 about it just feels like this isn't pizza. This is like this is like pizza casserole where it's like, all right, well, sorry, I just threw it all in a pan or you know and came out with it. Like a lot of people have an issue with it because the sauce can be sometimes just cut up tomatoes and like a lot of people have an issue with that. Um, now, I would tell you that I would prefer just to have a New York slice, but I, but I do like Chicago pizza. But as far as if I was going to eat pizza every day, like if I was, I'm going to order a New York style pizza more often than I would Chicago style, but I do like Chicago's pizza. But I really like, but I've always really liked New York because walking into a parlor, slicing a Coke, super simple. Here's five bucks out right back out the door and you're good. That's the best way to do it for me. Fold it in half, eat it walking down the street and everything's great. But I would love a pizza museum. And I have always said, and I said this a ton when I was living out in Oregon, because their pizza was awful. I mean, Oregon had the worst pizza I've ever had in my life. That's a place I loved, but their pizza was horrific bad. Um, but I feel like Ohio gets lost in the shuffle here. And Ohio, I think, I think our pizza rivals Chicago and New York, because I think you get what you get there is a little hybrid of both. And our pizzas, it, for those of you that have never lived anywhere else in the country, our Ohio's pizza is a little thicker than some other pizza places that you'll see around the country. They, they tend to run a little thinner. Ohio runs like a hybrid mix between the two, and that's what I thought made them so great. And as a matter of fact, I think there are pizza places down here that should be in the pizza museum, for sure. I would put Krause's in a pizza museum, for sure I would. It's excellent. Their topper is so good. I wonder if this is going to be just like, hey, here's the best pizza places, or is this going to be like, do you make your own pizza? Like, I don't know, pizza museum to me, it just leaves a lot of like, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, what, what, well, what's I mean, going to happen? Just, I mean, if it's just going to be piece of like pictures of pizza, that's going to be weird, right? Like, you got you got to have you got to have a draw there of like, what really? I mean, like, what's the historical pizza thing that I want to see? Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, a wood pizza doing? cutter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look out now. See, this is, dude, this this right here, this tweet right here just shows you how stupid Twitter is All at right. the end of the day. All right. And I hate to say that because the guy's going to know I'm talking about him. <laughs> but? New York pizza sucks. I'm also, you know, blah on Chicago pizza. You don't like pizza? <laughs> you don't like pizza, dude. Well, I mean, there is. I mean, there you is. You don't like, like pizza. Do you, do you like the the, the mainstream? Like, do you, like, like Pizza Hut is, is what you're saying? Is well, like no, that? He's saying he likes Krauss's too. And okay. He likes their topper. But again, that's closer to Chicago pizza. That's what the topper is. It's kind of close to Chicago pizza. It's kind of like Ohio's version of the Chicago pizza. How could you not like New York pizza and also not like Chicago pizza? Those are pizza. Like the only reason the any the rest of us have it is because it was stolen out of those two places and brought here. God, I just man, I don't get it. That's crazy. But I would, yeah, you're right, dude. Like, what am I gonna do? Just go in there, see an apron of a dude right. who used to spill sauce on himself? Well, do I get some pizza? Like, what are we doing here? Oh, Corey tweeted this in, and I always get the name of this place wrong because it's difficult to say. And I've I've actually, dude, there's a place in Worcester, I think it is. Is it? Okay. Is it the Cochia House? I, 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 I'm not saying that right. But, dude, if you've never been there, dude, take your woman there. Matt, seriously, take your woman there. Dude, the food there is amazing. So very good. Yeah, dude, we're spoiled here with the pizza, dude. We got good. Dude, Nap- I would put Napoli's in a pizza museum, too. That place is real. Dude, I just had that Friday night for Friday. It was so good. Now, I have to go there now to get it. <laughs> Can't p- have it brought to my house anymore. The pizza museum is Stansbury's apartment. Yeah. Just boxes everywhere. I almost walked back out of there, though, that night on, fr- on first Friday because I saw the dude that I wasn't happy with, and I was like, oh, God, I got to run away from this dude. That was the end of my night on first Friday. We were standing there in line at Napoli's, and I'm just like, babe, I got to go home. I got to call this Uber, dude. It's done. It <laughs> is over. Done? Yeah, yeah, you're out? It is over. Is that right? I have been on record how many times saying, ah, the NFL's fine. Yeah, the NFL's fine. Everybody talks about how the NFL's in trouble. The NFL's not in trouble. And then I forgot about something that they were doing this year. And I think, honestly, week one when this happens, I think NFL fans, when it's actually hitting their screen, are going to freak out. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. So we were talking pizza in a pizza museum. I'm going to open in Chicago. And I knew this would happen. People are going to start sending me in like the best places to get pizza. Right. And again, John uh, let me know that it's Kochi House in Worcester. That's how you say it. And people are right. Dude, that place is legit good. Like very, very, very good. Um, Also, people are telling me Park Street Pizza and Sugar Creek is really good. Now, that's kind of far just to go to get some pizza. So I'd kind of like to make a day out of that. So if you live down there and somebody could suggest a really good golf course for me to play, maybe one Saturday afternoon, go play a little golf and then go get dinner at Park Street when I'm done and then head back up here. That sounds like a great way for me to spend Saturday. It actually sounds like a perfect Stansbury Saturday, to be honest with you. Uh, but I don't want to go down just for a slice of pizza and be like, yeah, it was pretty good and then head back. But right. if I could find a decent golf course down there, I would make a day out of it. Um, I have been... I've been pro NFL, 
And everybody's telling me how the NFL's in all this trouble, right? It's in all this trouble. Although ratings last year were down a little bit, but overall still better than anything else on television. You got to remember all TV ratings as a whole are down right now. And the NFL was coming off of 20-year rating highs. And so there was going to be a natural dip. I know people want to be like, well, I stopped watching because of the kneeling. And so they're feeling it. No, they're not. They are not feeling it. As a matter of fact, I've said this a thousand times about the NFL and the anthem issue, is that if the, if the protest over players kneeling were working, there would be a list of advertisers who have left the NFL. And the people who want to tell you that, that the protests are working would be touting said list. But they don't tout said list because there is no such list. Meaning what? The advertisers have stayed put. And why is that? Because the eyeballs are still on the product. Yeah, I mean, I think all these things can be true at once, where, like, I do think there is a perfect storm that the NFL is combating right now, but I also think they're going to weather that storm. You they, know what I mean? Like, they, they're going to be okay. They have at least to this point shown that they can weather it this far. Is there something maybe coming down the road that can take the NFL down? Yes. I don't think the NFL is, it, it, it's, it's like any other entity. It can be done. Will it be done? I don't personally think so. But I do think that they're heading for more controversy this season than they would like. A, we're going into what is the the third season with the Anthem issue? The third one? Like, Jesus, dude, get your act together and get this figured out. So there's the third one. Now at the Hall of Fame game the other night, we already saw it. This new helmet rule they got going on where dudes can barely hit. Like, dude, that's going to be a problem. All If we can't figure out what a catch is in the NFL, that's going to be a problem for the NFL. And I think that will be a bigger problem for them than the kneeling. Now, I read that they were being overtly... What do I want to say here? Over, they were they were cautious very, so they could review the plays and figure out where to actually call it in season. Yeah, it, yeah. The preseason they're going to be very heavy handed with this. Is what I read. So and, the referee committee can figure right, out where the line is. Right. And I actually like that because in the preseason it doesn't really affect much. Much much like a team where it's like, yeah, we're not going to put our best players out there. You're not going to necessarily put your put your best calls because you do. You want to see what what happens here. Absolutely. I don't, dude. If you ruin a preseason game on a call, I don't care. Especially if you're doing that to make sure you don't ruin a regular season game by a call. Um, there were some big catches in the league over the last few years that have been called not a catch. I think and to, had up in Antonio Brown, that was a catch. It happened to Des Bryant in the back of an end zone, that was a catch. There, uh, there have been there have been some problems. So that I think that's going to be a bigger problem for the NFL this year than the anthem issue. I really do. I think the the play, if anything's ever with the play of the game is, is messed up, that's gonna that will take precedent for an average fan over anything else. It, it, it's it's just one of the many things in that perfect storm. You've got the anthem. You've got Agreed. you've got you've got well, is it too soft? You've got what's a catch, what's not a catch. You've got well, is it you know is is CTE issues? There's a million different things barreling down on the NFL. And there's another one. Okay. And you and I talked about this when it first got announced. And then it got kind of swept underneath the rug, and then people kind of went back to their lives and kind of forgot. But on week one, when you turn on the when you turn on your television and NFL fans see this, I think that this is going to be a bone of contention for some NFL fans. Now I don't, now I don't care at all. Excuse me, little coffee problem there. I don't care at all. Okay, but there are going to be some NFL fans who have a serious problem with this, and you're going to read horrific tweets about it. You'll see. Awful Facebook and Instagram posts about it. And I honestly think you're going to see things thrown at the stadium over it. Wow. Which is disgusting. And honestly, if you would do that, you're a terrible person. And I hope you're not sitting in my section because I'm going to have some things to say. But NFL, this season, 
will have its first ever male dancers on the sideline. Now, America is flipping gender roles a lot in this country right now. We're redefining what a man's job is and what a woman's job is and that there shouldn't be those, that, that everybody should be able to be kind of do, you know, do what they want. That's fair. I, I don't really think, I, I don't, I don't think a CEO is a man's job. I think, it's, you know, a woman ran Pepsi for 12 years. She's stepping down now, but she ran Pepsi pretty well for 12 years. Yeah. So women can be CEOs. Now, when you want to talk about the household, do I think it's a man's job to take the garbage out to the curb? Yeah, I do kind of feel like that's a man's job. Now, I'm not about to say what a woman's job in the house is because, well, I don't think I get to work here tomorrow. I'm allowed to tell men what their job is. Well, at least you as a family get to define that. You know what exactly I'm saying? Right. And, like, I've had great nurses that were dudes. So it's like, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it's okay. Okay. I guess, All right. You know? Fair enough. But the NFL is going to have male dancers. Now, dude, you don't think to tell me, you mean to tell me you don't think, sorry, that's the better way to say it? There it is. <laughs> say it. Spit it out. You don't mean to tell me that, what? <laughs> they, dude, you don't think guys are going to throw beer cups? Like, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Dude, in Kansas City, dudes are hammer drunk. You got to remember, dude, where's St. Louis, right? St. Louis, it's kind of known, right? Everybody kind of knows. It's like that we saw over the last couple of years. That city's got like like a little bad history. Like, like Boston, they got a little bad history with that, right? So you mean to tell me when that's going down? Now, I don't know if since I don't know if Kansas City's going to have the male dancers. I'm just picking the city out of the air. But you mean you don't think cups of beer are going to fly? I think, I think you're nuts. I think it's the Rams that are the team that are doing this here. Okay. The thing. The well, th- L.A. will be a little bit more progressive with it. The thing that that makes me feel differently about this, and I think it's going to be. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be people who have an issue with it, but it's 2018, dude. You people are going to have an issue with, with everything, everything, no matter what. And you're always going to be able to find your straw man to fight on social media. Um, but the reason I. I don't think this is going to be that big of a deal is college has been doing it forever, right? I mean, like literally forever, like male cheerleaders have been a part of college football for as long as. Yeah, dude, my best friend growing up, his brother was a male cheerleader at BG. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a dude who was a male cheer, cheerleader at Cincinnati and, and killed got it. Of course. so much of course, ass. Dude, of course. So much. Like, because everybody thought he was gay, and then when they figured out he wasn't, it was like, oh, well, Craig's not gay. Familiarity breeds, like, the ability to, to be attracted to each other. So you're spending time around all these hot chicks all the time. Yeah, of course you're going to get laid yeah, off. Yeah, that's why that. people sleep with, with one another in the office. So if, if, if the Nebraska Cornhuskers can do it, and they can have the guy out there with the big megaphone, and you know, I, I, I don't see why. Okay, now, all right, now I never thought about it like that. I never put it through that filter, so I'll, I'll switch pitch and say, now, isn't that more more the argument that that's why people will freak out in the NFL because it's always been there in the NCAA, and it hasn't always been there in the NFL, and now it's going to be something different, and what's my theory? That if you give people a reason to bitch, they will use it yeah. as a reason to bitch? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. There's certainly going to be people who are like, look at look at y'all out there, man. But I, I don't you think th- it's a very small minority. Yeah, I think it's a very small minority, and especially people who are going to have a true-to-the-heart issue of it. Now, are there going to be people who roll their eyes when you come back from commercial and there's yeah. a male cheerleader clapping yeah. or whatever? Yeah, sure. but I don't think, dude, if if if, if, if if the national anthem and and we don't know what a hit it, or we don't know what a catch is and we don't know who can hit who and what what did Leading the quarterback the get hard right if those things weren't enough to drive people away from it I don't think seven seconds worth of no I let's go Rams no you know yeah what I mean I don't think it's enough to for like a ratings plummet but I I do think that there's a chance for some ugliness in the stadium now I don't think that's a good enough reason not to do it because you can't give because then the terrorists are winning you can't give in to the you can't give in to the dumbassery. But I do think that there will be some some negative things that happen. If I'm a professional sports organization, if I'm any sort of involved in this, 
I'm pulling the Cleveland Browns. And no, we're not doing cheerleaders. We're good. We're good. High school it matters. College, eh, you're in a you're in a stadium with a hundred thousand people. But when it comes down to it, dude, it's more headache than it's worth. And how long until? Well, what do you get? How? Uh, right, 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 right. Like, I what mean, do I get out of cheerleaders? At least with like the Cavs, the Cavs dancers, you High at team. least you at least get that. You know. All right, in between timeouts or in between quarters or whatever, you've got something. I just feel like with cheerleaders, it, it's it's leaving yourself open to a headache that maybe doesn't exist yet, but it's coming down the line soon. Other than coming back from break on TV, the cheerleader is absolutely useless in the NFL product, if you ask me. Absolutely useless. And I understand sex sells, and I'm more likely yeah, to... to the, the beer wants their logo next to a hot woman coming back from TV. Absolutely. I, 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 I get that, but like... I, I just it, to me it just doesn't feel worth it. There's too much liability and not enough reward here for me. Yeah, I, I, I cut them all. I don't, I don't. I don't get what you get out of it. It's not enhancing the game experience. It's not enhancing the fan experience. So like, I don't understand why you would risk the the negative you know column inches that could be written about you having had it. I'm totally with you on that. Your opportunity to head to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival is right now. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Sending you out to Vegas coming up at 9 o'clock. That for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You'll get your next keyword. 9 o'clock. Frank writes in says, Stansbury, you don't, you don't got to worry about male dancers in the NFL. The Browns have 53 of them on the sideline every week. Jeez. Pretty funny there. Pretty funny there. So there's a new online threat facing you, all of us, and you can sit in your car or in your cubicle at work right now and pretend like, this, well, this wouldn't affect me. I have nothing to worry about, but you're lying because most of us watch online pornography. Okay. Now, maybe not every day. I would hope not, right? Maybe not even once a week, but everybody's seen it and everybody kind of uses it, right? It's kind of one of those things. I wonder what the true numbers are there. Of 99%. Like, well, I'm saying like uh, of usage. Like, Are most people going once a week? Are most people going multiple times a week? I On mean, average, how many times do you, do you think the average man... All right, all right so just before we tell you the rest of the story, let's just do this then, right? Okay? So the average man... we Radio works like this. It puts you in demographics. 1834, 2554. Those are our demogra- the, those are a lot of the demographics. Okay. And then there's 12 plus and f- f- you know 54 and older, but you know, whatever. But I'm going to say radio stations like this one ideally target men 2554. That's okay. I, that's Rock 1069's like fastball right down the middle, right? So, we'll look at that demographic. Men 25 to 54. Now you got to figure like the closer you get to 54, the probably the less amount you're doing it. Okay. Because your sexuality probably not as important to you. Yeah, blood a little less spicy. Okay. So the closer you get there, that's probably going to come down. But the closer you are to 25, the more active you're going to be with it. So those will probably counterbalance themselves there. Right, just pounding away. Just well, <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. maybe. Right. I uh but maybe not so much. That's why you're on the porn of that, right? I'm guessing on average that a man between the ages of 25 and 54 is looking at online pornography, I feel safe to say three times a week. Oh, I was going to say higher. I was going to say seven once a week. Because, well, you once got, a day, you mean? And once a day, yeah. Okay. I mean, you've got dudes who are chronic masturbators who are going to Pornhub six times a day. Jesus. Well, I mean, like, I don't think that's too far of a stretch. What are you ever shutting the browser down for? Just refresh? Right, just, 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 just to you give doing? yourself a, a, sip of, a sip of water and to, and to get back at it. Um, but I, I would say, on average, it's probably between... Five and ten, so I'm going to go with seven. 
All right, I was trying to to give men the benefit of the doubt. I felt like three was maybe a little low. So you think five to seven times? Yeah, yeah. I bet that's I, that's probably yeah. fair. That's probably fair. Okay. So now there's this new scam out there that is targeting online porn viewers, meaning everyone. And essentially what they're doing is they're threatening you. You either pay them money or they're going to release your online data. Your, your porn watching habits. Now, I have said into this microphone multiple times before that I would not be afraid for anybody to find out the kind of pornography in which I was watching because none of it's illegal. Like, everything I watch is totally inbounds and right. allowed to be watched. So, like, therefore, dude, we're all freaks. You can judge me a little bit all you want, but, dude, you're a freak. Everybody's a freak. We're all into weird things. So I wouldn't care about that. However... Amount of time logged in in certain areas of my life, I would not want people to know. Now, I guess if I'm willing to say that much, it's obviously more than I would want right. it to be. So I guess <laughs> just release it. Well, I, I, I'll agree with you there that like, uh, in the sense of I'm not watching anything illegal, so what do I care? Yes, um, but, but, but most people do not have the luxury that we have of living such open lives. Well, that's just it. I mean, I have spent a, over a decade, you know, you know, and more admitting every awful, evil thing about me, every shortcoming about me. Like, I, I bear naked pretty well. I mean, if, if somebody were to say to our boss, like, oh, pff, by the way, I got the Stansberry's Pornhub viewing habits, and our boss would be like, yeah, so does the rest of Stark County. He talks about it all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh boy, he likes Jaden James. Nobody ever knew about that one. Frame oh. the towel. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, like, with that, but if you're John Q. Public and you will care, you are going to care. If your wife Absolutely. finds out this stuff, if your kids find out this stuff, if your workplace finds out this stuff, that's that, nobody, I don't think many guys want to be in that now, situation. Let me ask you that. If somebody is hacked, truly hacked, Okay, they didn't accidentally tweet out a porn link. They didn't. They were legitimately hacked, and you find out they were watching porn. I don't think you should lose your job for that. I don't no. care what your job is. I don't care if you're. You could be the principal of McKinley High School. If somebody legitimately hacks you and you were watching porn at your home computer, I think you get to keep your gig. I think you should be able to keep your gig. The problem with that though is you can't put that pace back in the tube. Even if you do keep your gig, now all of a sudden you're the principal who spent you know seven hours on on you're, you're compromised with your students. Maybe yeah, well, you're compromised in any place, like in any position. If you're a salesperson. And this information becomes public. You don't want your clients knowing something like that. And like, okay, well, you didn't get fired. And hey, we feel bad for you. But when you walk through the office and everyone's like, oh my god, look, there's Stansberry, dude. You will not believe how much, how many times he pressed bad bitches on Pornhub. I, I, how do, how do you even do it that many times? But most, most people, not- I taped a rock to the enter <laughs> button. I, but no, I, I, no, I do take your point though. I, I do. But, but, but my thing when I read this is that I think it's actually going going to be worse than this. Okay. I think it's going to get worse in the in the long run. And I don't think it ends with porn. And I think there are a lot of you out there going, well, I don't really watch that much porn. I don't care. Or I wouldn't get in trouble for the Liars. porn I do watch, so I don't care. Right? But this isn't going to stop here. And I've been ringing this alarm for a few years. The amount of you that are in relationships right now listening that do something that your partner would consider cheating that you do not, I think is pretty high. I uh, I would I'm gonna try to remain as optimistic as I can during this. I'm gonna say 60 percent of the people listening right now, 60, and I actually think if I'm being honest, the number's probably a little higher. That 60 percent of the people listening right now in relationships, either just dating and or married, 
are one of you is doing something that the other one would not be happy about and would consider to be close enough to cheating to be angry about and to cause a fight. And so where do you think do you think this is going to stop with hey you were on you porn last night? No. This is going to lead to hey I got the text messages or right. I got the Facebook Messenger messages between you and that that woman at work and I know where your wife works. You've been you've clicked on your ex's Facebook profile 17 times in the last month. I'm going to tell your wife that or you're going to give me a $100? Yeah, I mean perfect. And dude, yeah. again, when they find the right dollar amount, when they when when they realize, you know what? We don't have to charge everybody $3,000 cuz people are going to be like, "Well, I don't have it." When they when they realize, dude, there's 7 billion people on the planet, so if I charge 100 bucks, you're right. That's how you can do it. And I I'm I can tell you this will happen. And it will ha- and I I've actually got a little bit of an experience with this for me doing it to somebody else. And I'll give you it to you right here. So a guy came after me on Twitter. Came after me. And was saying horrific things about me, my mom. He was gonna, Jeez. he was gonna rape my Jeez, mother. Dude. He was gonna rape my mother. He was gonna rape my thirteen-year-old niece. He was gonna do all this awful stuff, right? And so I started like kind of investigating who he was. So then I come to find out that he had been sexually harassing a female listener of ours via Twitter, and she sent me all the direct messages that he sent her trying to have sex with her. So then, and dude, it was crude. Like, I mean, dude, he was talking about raping my 13-year-old niece. So you can imagine the stuff he was saying to a woman he thought he might be able to sleep with, right? And she sent me pages of direct messages with this guy who wouldn't leave her alone. And so I did a little research on him, and I found out, I'm like, bro, you're not only are you married, but a friend of my, a friend of mine knows your wife. And so I sent him all the direct messages. He was, I was like, dude, stop harassing my female listeners. It's one thing. I'm a public figure, dude. People are going to talk trash about me. They're going to talk trash about my family. I don't think it's fair, but it comes with the gig. So I understand it, right? But if you're going to harass my female listeners, bro, I was like, I'm sending these to your wife. And you know what? He has not said another thing on Twitter since that day. Not to me, not to her, nowhere. The account is gone. And I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. Is people are going to start, they're going to just start you know, exploiting you, dude. And next thing you know, technology is going to be the thing that brings down every single establishment. I've been preaching it for two years. Sure enough, here it is. It's starting to look like I am exactly right. Win your way out to Vegas, 9 o'clock for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival from The Stansberry Show. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Going to do new uh, new Sir Tuesday for you coming up at nine o'clock. Actually, we're uh, on the hunt for new nine inch nails. Maybe coming. Uh, nah, I'm sorry, that's not right. New Allison chains. There it is. Maybe coming out shortly after nine a.m. And if we can get that, as it does, we'll add a fourth one in here and obviously let you hear some new Allison chains. Never fade the name of that. Um, my company is calling it a pre-release now. That normally means you can't play it until after nine o one. But if we can grab that shortly after nine o'clock, we will do that and throw in a fourth for new Sir Tuesday. I saw this um, because multiple people that listen to the show sent it to me and asked me if I was going to go do this. Um, and the answer is no. Um, but this is pretty funny, so we'll discuss it. Everybody knows I'm a golf fanatic. As a matter of fact, I was out at Buzzbin on Friday and somebody said, hey, did you go to the, the Bridgestone? And I said, yeah. And the guy said to me, he's like, did you get a stiffy see a tiger? And I was like, no. He's like, dude, I listen every day. There's no way that didn't happen. You love that damn stuff, right? Basically telling me, dude, shut up about golf, right? So I get it. And I do, I love it. Uh, but I would probably not do this. In Australia now, a group of people have taken over a golf course 
and they play in the nude. They let it all swing, apparently. 30 players are in the nude. Well, they say not exactly, as they will wear golf shoes. Okay. And they'll wear a hat to protect themselves from the sun. Okay. If you're more worried about the sunburn on your forehead and not your, you know, I mean, then I think you got issues there. I, uh, dude, it's hot out there on the golf course. I don't think I'd want to be nude at all. Eh, I mean, you know, you're not wearing any clothes. A little bit cooler there, but I, I would assume. Oh, I think your skin's actually hotter. I would assume these people are nude enthusiasts. I would assume these people are, well, are they're, they're on a regular a basis. Group. Okay. And so they've like, I guess they've like rented out this golf course and they do it because I can't imagine they would just let you be open no. and then let you just walk around in the nude. And sure enough, you look at these photos. I'm seeing it at CNN.com. And you look at these photos. And this is like you can actually see. Oh, that's Jeez. not good. Jeez. That's not the golf bag there. That's uh, that's well, that's something else. And uh, I, uh, I've always said this. These people. What is it with people who want to be nude who don't who shouldn't be nude? You ever notice that? It's like the. It's like most of the times it's like the same thing when you see a chick take her boobs out of a concert. It's like oh sweetheart, put those things away. Nobody wants to see vomit in a tube sock. Get them back in there. What the hell's the matter with you? Right. And so like, this is the same thing. It's like people who go to nude beaches. I've never seen an attractive person on a nude beach ever. I, I think it's very much like swingers where we all have this like yeah. idea of what it's supposed to be or what like you want it to be. It's probably more accurate. And is instead that, like, it's just fat people with cold sores. Yeah. I mean, you really you think it's like, all right, well, dude, it's going to be just like that, 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 that Brazzers orgy that I saw is going to be the exact same thing. And it's like, no, that's why that's why Brazzers pays those people is because they are something that you actually want to see. Once you start going to like swingers clubs and, and stuff like that, you're going to be like, oh, I, didn't I just, dude? Didn't I just see you at the All You Can Eat buffet yesterday? Right. Like, I mean, look around you, and those are the people who are going to be there. How do you find out the person you're with as a nudist? Like, how do you? I mean, what, what, what's the what's the opening conversation there? Um, I would assume that I mean, maybe this is a a a, a, a journey you take as a couple together, where it's like, all right, well, we feel comfortable naked around each other, around the house, doing that. Maybe we should take this a step further. I guess if your if your partner's constantly walking around the house naked. That they would be, it would be easier to have that conversation. Of course, yeah. I mean, if you've got somebody, you know, and I guess, you know, how many people are there going to be in the nudist enthusiast world? Probably not much. So, yeah, maybe, maybe you're like, maybe you're laying it out there early. But I would think that for the most part, these are this is something you come to as a couple, as opposed to like you're really into it and you just convince your wife into it. Oh yeah, I don't think you could because it's it's being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, you're not going to be able to talk somebody into being comfortable with their body. And I mean, like, I have zero issue being naked in my home, but, like, I don't know. I really want to know if I want to go out there in the, in the nude. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are two very different things to me. Now, people always say you shouldn't be afraid to go to, like, nudist colonies or nudist things like that because it, it, because what it, what's happening there is your brain's telling you everybody's staring at you, but in reality, they're probably not. No. Especially there, dude. They're so used to it. Like you think that, like, oh my god, I'm such a freak. I'm so ugly. I'm so disgusting. We're just talking about it, man. Those people, uh, you just saw them at that Chinese buffet. So, like, no, you're okay. But it, it, very hard to convince the human mind of that. Now, I used to be a little hesitant to be naked in my home. I wasn't a big naked fan, and it's because of my my negative body image. Like, I I have negative body image, and um, and I was severely overweight for a while. I did just lose thirty five pounds. And since that has happened, I'm less afraid to do that. Where now I will kind of just walk around and be like, you know what? I look pretty good. I'm allowed to be naked. 
This is where I live. I'm allowed to do stuff. But I just got new furniture. So I don't necessarily want to bag that all up. No, 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 no. I mean, when it comes to furniture, dude, you got to put something down. If you're going to sit down, you got to throw a towel down. You can't just be like, like, b-hole on couch, dude. Like, no, you got to, you got to throw something down. Yeah, there, buddy. there's a, there's, a, there's a pulling apart of the bread as you sit down. <laughs> dude, it's inside of a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, you, you can't, can't oh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> After that, you know what we should do? What is that? Bribe the hell out of you to listen longer. <laughs> That's exactly what we should do after that. Good Lord. We'll send you out to Las Vegas and start New Turn Tuesday next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. About to start New Turn Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. Any moment, we'll also be sending you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Get you out of Ohio for a while. See Sean Mendez. I know Fleetwood Mac's going to be part of that. Slew of others. I think Leonard Skinner is part of that, too. Is your mom going to that? I, I don't know. Why do we got to? Because she's in Vegas, dude. Oh, I figured oh. I figured she was hosting. Jeez, dude. Like, what are, we, uh, what are we going to mom's for? Bobby Bones, Ryan Seacrest, and Stansberry's mom. See, I thought you were going to go to those guys like... No, come on, come on. Tag team of my mom there, but... I don't think either one of those interested you. Yeah, I don't think either one of those dudes <laughs> no, like chicks. No, we're good. I think that might be the other way there. Starting new tour Tuesday, we have a new Ariana Grande. Her new song is called "God Is a Woman," which I I would doubt. Okay. Okay. Now I'm a non-believer, but I don't know that. I don't know for sure, so I'm not like there's no way. Like I don't know. Nobody does. Right, exactly right. <laughs> Nobody knows. So like I don't necessarily believe, but like you know what I mean. I, doesn't mean I'm right. But I don't think people are wrong. I mean, I know I make fun of it sometimes, but I mean, we do kind of live in a male-dominated society. And my guess is that if God had been a woman, she may have, I don't know, tipped the hand that way, maybe. Um, maybe Eve would have been here first. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't know if God had been a woman. We, 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 may have, we may have tipped the hand that way, right? Um, the thing I've always thought about it is, first of all, I don't think God is like a gendered thing if it's real. Like, I really don't think there's an old white dude with a beard sitting on a cloud, nor do I think. So never has entered um, human form. It, it, it certainly would have the capability to sure. if you're an all-powerful thing. But I, I've always thought that God would probably present itself to you the way that you want it presented. Non-binary. The, the, way, the way that works, the way that works best for you. Oh, dude, God just was woke. It was early. Oh, dude, early on Early. It. Yeah, I didn't know that. You love you. You love This is that woman that just married that awful, awful hack of a comedian from SNL, right? Yeah, she married Pete, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. I want to say, yeah, that's her, but I have zero clue. Is he funny or not? I've never seen anything with him. I've never, I haven't watched SNL in years. I don't know if he's funny or not. He's I don't know. horrific. And he's also insufferable. Like, he's one of these guys that is like, he's very Sean White. Like he's a very he's a white dude that was like just he can't talk about anything except for the struggles of people of which he's not a member of. Is there something I should watch of his? Is there because I don't even know like what's the thing like what's the I don't know. I, I saw him on a roast on Comedy Central that was like my first exposure to Pete Davidson and he was horrific bad. I mean awful bad. And then I watched a few things with him in SNL. He's I don't know dude. He's hard to look at and he's not funny. I have no idea how that kid made it famous. 
She's so good and bad. She'll have you believing God is a woman is what she's saying there. Wow. I have been corrected from inside the building. What do you got? Ariana and Pete engaged. Uh, Ah, Thanks, Captain Tony. Sorry, TMZ. All right, now she's making a solid argument there. Because I I would have to. I mean, dude, like I got to admit. If anything makes you believe in a higher power, it is vagina. It's the it is that is the that is the bet that the original is the, holy grail. That right is there. the strongest product to hit the market ever. And that dude, dude, vagina is recession proof. Like that's dude, like, dude. There is no beating said product. So maybe that was God tipping was. the hand. Maybe that is okay. Fair enough. She's got a good enough voice. I don't think she's a great singer, but for the kind of music she makes, you don't really gotta be like a vocalist. She she's one of the originals that started this like breathy sound that a lot of chicks like Halsey and like I don't know those other broads on like like Chainsmokers records do, which I don't necessarily love, but it sounds okay from her. She's not the worst at it. Yeah, she's not the worst. That is a good beat, though. You're right. Yeah, that's nice there. I mean, Rihanna kind of started that, right? Like, because that's what this sounds like to me as a a Rihanna song. It sounds like a Rihanna song to me. I can just see Jackson chicks spilling vodka and crayons on the way to the dance floor because God's a woman. You're damn right. I'm a woman. I'm a God. I run it all. I'm a bad bitch. I run the show. And then the next day she'll tweet about male-dominated society, these male CEOs. So I can't believe there's not seven chicks on this song. Where's Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and like... Eve or something, you know what I mean? What happened to Eve? I don't know, dude. She just happened kind of, to Eve. Just kind of fell off. R.I.P. Dude, there. Eve could have got it for sure. She's sexy. See, I love that part right there. Yeah. Where's 2 chains? 
You know what I mean? You need a rapper talking about how Ariana put it on him and made him a believer. Like, you kind of need that. Like, there's a remix coming, I would imagine. Get Future or 6 9 or one, Little Xan. One, one, one of those, one of those, you know, <laughs> Skittle idiots. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You're right. Breathy is the right way to say that. And I think that's, I'm sure, a singing technique when you don't have that strong of a voice, how it can sound acceptable. Oh, there's a reason why all those chicks sound like that. It's because a music producer said, let me show you how to cheat the system. Waited too long to get that choir in there, right? Should have had that choir from the jump. Yeah, there was a way to put them into the chorus earlier under that beat. I would agree. Uh. New Ariana Grande, God is a Woman. Fantone, make it official for me. Give me the vote. Eh, It's half a turn. I have no desire to ever listen to that song again, but I do think it'll find its place. So not for me, but somebody's going to enjoy it. So I'll call it a half her. Um, I I, I think there's always going to be popularity in convincing women that they are stronger and more self-assured than they are. And that if you feed women, you know what I mean? Um, That kind of ego and that they can, they can digest that. I think there's hit built in that. I think that song is not a turd. Not a turd. We have new Dierks Bentley. I believe it's um, the mountain and we'll play you that next on rock. 106.9. The Stansberry show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info, standard data, and message supply. That's LUCKY to 200-200. Good luck from Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. The Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa will send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. 11 a.m. She'll give you your next keyword. Continuing on with New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. We have new Dierks Bentley. The song is The Mountain. The drum clicks there, dude. I I feel like that's been a long time since I heard a song start with those, man. I kind of like it. Wow. Wow. That's old school, baby. Yeah, it is, dude. My soul on a six-string gamble And I climb like hell through the brush and the bramble Even though I had my doubts Told myself don't look down And I turned that hill into a pile of Right, then a left, then a couple million more who's counting. 
it's only a mountain. I'm lost. What's happening? It's only a mountain that I got to get over. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. No. I can move it if I think hard enough. No matter what's in front of you, all you got to do, one foot in front of the other, keep doing that, and you're going to, you know, you're going to overcome the odds there, I guess is what Dirks is trying to tell us. Okay. Who's yeah, it's only a mountain. Let me do this. I'm going to look up the last time Dirks like had like, I think this guy's riding high off of stuff from 10 years ago, right? I don't. I mean, I can't speak highly enough on country music of like where I know, but I feel like the last big hits of his were like. Well, he had songs that went pretty or, big on that last album. Yeah, somewhere like, but th- but that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't like any of that stuff. Like, that's like his last album, Black. Like, I didn't like it. Like, um, yeah, it was uh, different for girls. It was one of those. That song was yeah, terrible. Somewhere on the that. beach, that song wasn't good. It was a big and, hit though, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. it was ended up being pretty big for him. But like, it, I thought it sucked. And then you go back to like his album Riser. It's like, yeah, I hold on was pretty good. Drunk on a plane, but I mean, the song was bad. It ended up charting, but it was bad. Like, it's been a while since he's put out something that's like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's only a mountain. And I like him. I like the way his voice sounds. Like, yeah. I like him. This part sounds cool. Sounds better than the chorus, though, and that's a problem. That's a huge problem. I agree with you. Well, you better know the bottom if you want to be a climber. Because there's always another one a little bit higher. Just when I think I'm finally done, I'm staring at another one. So I reach down deep and I lay some you know what this does kind of sound like to me, though? This is a little bit what I'm always saying about Eric Church, I feel like, with this song, where I love Eric Church. Like, I love him. But when he puts out a new song, a lot of times I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't hear it. And then I listen to it more and more and more. He earworms me. And I do kind of get the feeling that this song might do that. Yeah, this is one of those songs that I feel like... Like you're... Creeper Weed. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, weed yeah. sucks. And then a half hour later, you're planted into the couch. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be one of those. Come I'm staring at another one So I reach down deep and I lace them up tighter Doesn't this kind of sound like um, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Ohio? That like, that like kind of driving? Yeah. No, 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 Wouldn't like, be so bad. I mean, no, I, I, mean, I pretty good song. You, yeah, you could do worse <laughs> than copying that. It was only a mountain Nothing but a big old rock Only a mountain what I said about the Ariana Grande. If you sell people on the fact that they're stronger than they really oh, yeah. are oh, yeah. and they can sing this in their car and feel like they're a confident, strong person, I think it'll turn it into a hit. Yeah, you're driving into work. You hate your job. You hate your life. You hate your wife. You have to do all that, that crap. just that mountain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to climb that mountain. mountain. Nothing but a big old rock. Only a mountain. For such like a driving like choruses, all our verses, all of a sudden you get to the chorus and it's just kind of like, eh, eh. Yeah, I like the rest of the song yeah. other than the chorus, and normally the chorus is where the hook is. I'm oh. standing on the 
You know, Elaine writes this in, and I, I can't believe I didn't pick up on this, but I think she's a little right. She goes, you know, what I hear in this Dirk Bentley song is a little bit of Last Dance with Mary Jane. Ah! And you know what, Elaine? I think you might Good be call. right. There is a little bit of that in there. It's weird I missed that. Yeah. Good call. I'm standing on the top with the sweat behind me. Yeah, you gotta look up if you ever want to find me. Sounds like he's straining. Not vocally, but to make it fit, to like make it work. It just took a little step. Right then I left. Now standing on the top, just shouting. It's only a mountain. Dirk what was the last time you climbed a mountain, bro? It's pretty hard, I bet. Yeah, I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult. You're not a Sherpa. It's like six steps to get up on that stage, bro. It's not a mountain. Watch now as I examine this song too far into Here it. Here we go. What do you got? Well, if it wasn't that big of a deal, what the hell are we writing a song, <laughs> a song about, about it, it for? <laughs> what are we writing a song about it for? There's the mountain. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's still going, my friend. You got another strong minute of this. A minute? Strong minute of this. Oh, my God. Why? Well, because he's probably going to sing a verse about being on top of the mountain, right? Oh, conquering it. Plant that deer step with swag in the in the top of that mountain. There. I've seen him live. He puts on a pretty good show. Or speaking of which, I did secure my tickets for Jason Aldean. Kick the dust up. Oh, bro, uh, you know I'm excited. Big old dipper one time. Man. Oh, dude, I love that guy. Come on, I love that guy. Dude, I might buy a Jason Aldean shirt. You should. That might happen. Do it. That might happen. I feel weird about that. I don't know why. I'd wear a Motley Crue shirt tomorrow, but for some reason, I'm like, eh. Yeah, by all means, make it longer by doing that. Yeah, keep going, dude. That's what we need. What, did Eddie Vedder edit this? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just make it longer. There's new uh, Dirks Bentley. The song is The Mountain Phantom. Give me the vote. It's a turn. Um, didn't necessarily despise parts of it, but it was a kind of confused song, I feel like. I mean, when your chorus or when your verses are better than your chorus, that's a problem. You don't have a hit record on your hands, so I got to call it a turd. It may earworm me. I may end up liking it, but I'm going to go with what my gut reaction right now is, and that is turd out of Dirk Bentley. It's a turd. New 311 actually covering The Offspring. So you got a band I don't like covering a band I do like. I can't wait to hear this. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday. Again, Teresa will get you hooked up with another trip out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That will be at 11 a.m. She'll give you that keyword. Um, I'm checking right now. We were going to add a fourth song for New Tour Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Allison Chains has new music coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, there are My company, as of right now, still has their new song, Never Fade, on hold. So I'll make you this promise. Probably won't be able to get to it for New Tour Tuesday. I will play you the new Allison Chains Never Fade multiple times tomorrow during the show and be yelled at and screamed at by my boss for changing his music log. But I will do that because it's Allison Chains and I feel like that's what needs to be done. So we will do that tomorrow. We will continue with New Tour Tuesday playing you a band I don't like, covering a band I do like. And the song is self-esteem originally done by The Offspring, but this time around it's being covered by 311. What are those lasers in the background? What what the hell just happened right there? There was no lasers in that song. Yeah. Really dumb. these people that doesn't sound like 311 is that a chicken there what is going on holy crap Just reinforcing why I think this band is overrated. Well, the thing I'll say about it is, though, is it's like, this is bad even for a 311 song. What, why, what are they singing through? It sounds like they have one of those microphones that kids get, and it sounds like all distorted. Like, the Fisher-Price. Yeah, what the hell is going on in this? Yeah, not good. And here's the thing. The Offspring was a little puby themselves. For sure. They were a little puby, but this is getting like way in that end of the pool. Awful. That's terrible. Jeez. What? What is that? Those like like calypso music. What is going on? Are they beefing with the offspring and like this is what they decided to do? It's like, I mean, dude, this is that bad. That chorus when the offspring does it is so much fun to sing in the car and you just ruined it. That's what it sounds like. Somebody was just recording with their phone. Some idiot singing next to them, dude. That listen, is what that sounds listen like. Listening to Rock 1069.
311 fans are going to hate this because I'm going to be called a poser. Okay. But I'm not a poser because I think the band sucks. Okay. But dude, Amber's the best song that band ever put out. Okay. Ever. <laughs> Maybe Summertime, right? That was, oh no, that was Sublime. Um, yeah, I, I think Amber's probably the best song that band ever put out. And dude, they, dude, and down sucked. That, dude, that whole, dude, you know, and, and, and dude, even Amber sucks. 311 sucks, dude. That band is no good. I'm going to jump. I'm going to, dude, I'm going to jump in front of Fantone here. I got my vote. It's a turn. It's a turn. Yeah, it was a turn. Jesus, that was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> I remember I said this about another cover a couple of weeks ago. And I love covers. And I always say this. And 311 kind of did it. So it's going to sound weird when I knock it. You either do it exactly the way the original band did it or change it completely, make it your own thing. It's kind of what they did there and it ended up not being good. But I remember saying this about another cover. I forget which one it was. That this is perfect at a show. If I'm at a show and I got yeah. a beer in my hand, oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. They're kind of doing the offspring. I don't need it on re- I don't need it on record. I don't need that. Aside from that, we are done. Teresa, however, sending you to Las Vegas, 11 a.m. this morning. She'll give you your next keyword. We'll continue it again tomorrow morning. And again, we'll play you that new Alice in Chains never fade on tomorrow's show as well. Aside from that, you guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069.